0: Feed me more. I'm the big guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with JD in Florida, and we got Ace Mike Malero with us this week. Welcome to the show, guys. JD, how's yeah. everything going with you over there?
1: <laughs> sore. We will get into that. Very, very sore.
0: And uh, as we talk later on in the show here, uh, we both had a quite the week's everything going on no asian joe tonight asian joe has called in sick to work he uh set the thermometer for proof it was over 101 <laughs> degrees so he is uh off the hook from uh tonight's recording and uh we wish him a speedy recovery but we're gonna start things off as always we got ace mike malero uh with us our wrestling insider ace what's going on how you doing this week
2: uh, pre- everything's pretty good uh down another pound and a half. You know things are progressing good. Uh, I've been having a, a bit of a nightmare week with the coconut oil. <laughs> uh, the coconut oil I bought at the store was too hard, and then I melted it, and then it was getting uh, when I was putting it in the the uh, shakes, it was getting frozen again. So yeah. I haven't quite got the I haven't quite got the balance of the coconut oil yet. Uh,
0: so. Yeah, don't, you have to buy the liquid coconut oil. They have a liquid. You can't buy the 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 hardened because uh, it mm-hmm. will return back to that form. You got to get the there's. Uh, I'll send you a link on Amazon. There's a couple of really good ones by buried treasure. It's the one I get to plastic bottle and it's a uh, coconut MCT oil. And, uh, it's the, the, it's my personal favorite. And, uh, I will, I will shoot that over to you. It will make it a million times easier. I used to do the actual oil, the coconut. You take a table and it's just, it makes, it's just sucks. So they've uh, made things simpler for us with actual oil that is broken down already. And, uh, Cause otherwise, it's a real bitch, like as you've as you've encountered. So I will I will get you that. What do we got going on, Ace, in the world of wrestling this week?
1: It's
2: still real to me, damn it! I guess we'll start off with the announcement they made last week. Um, WWE announced women's pay per view at Monday Night Raw. The, uh, WWE Chief Brand Officer Stephanie McMahon announced the formation of WWE Evolution on Sunday, October twenty eighth, from Nassau uh, Coliseum event's going stream live on the network. It'll be available on pay-per-view. It's going to feature women's championship matches from Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live, NXT, NXT UK, as well as the finals in all-women's tournament, the Mae Young Classic. Every woman on the Raw show will be on hand, including Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Lexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Carmella, Nia Jax, and Asuka, as well as Hall of Famers and Legends like Trish Stratus, Lita, and more. Um, I think it was kind of inevitable with all the folks on women's wrestling in recent years. I kind of wonder how far they're going to go with the concept. Are we get women referees, women commentary team, I think uh, A Young was a really good commentator on NXT. Uh, I would love to see her kind of do the show with Phoenix. That'd be my uh, pick. So, I was
0: just going to ask you that: Are the, any men allowed on this show whatsoever, in any capacity? <laughs> um, I didn't
2: say. I was wondering the same thing.
0: <laughs> I think, in all fairness, there should be a man a men's bra and panties match and a and a <laughs> mud wrestling in a pool on this uh, pay per view. Just to really, really fucking hammer it home that this is a woman's <laughs> pay per view. But uh no, good for them. That's again, it's I, I I think it's cool for the women of the past. They they've done the most legwork yeah. in all of this, so they and they were the ones that actually had to deal with all the you know, the limited opportunities and whatnot. It, it's it is uh it is because of all of them. And, and because of WWE and the way they ran things. So it's it's great. There's nothing bad to say about it. That's a good opportunity for the women to make a payday on a network pay-per-view. So, um, I don't know, I don't know a lot of details about or anything of that nature, but it, um, the only thing I, I, that came to my mind is there's never like been an all men's pay-per-view, I guess, but Saudi Arabia kind of was by default, right. Yes. Because of the, yes. the, the, of the situation. So this could be a way of, of, Given the women an opportunity because they weren't allowed to participate on that, so it yeah it's good it, everything's business with them and they make money off of it so it's uh, it's a good deal for the women. JD, any thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, there's obviously been plenty of all men's pay per views where they just didn't have any women's matches on there or you know whatever. I mean, there was a period of time where they didn't have women's wrestling at all, so yeah, all those pay per views would have been all men's but it wasn't advertised as that yeah men only yeah i mean it's uh it's not a new concept you've had uh shimmer and shine yeah both been around for many many years um there have been other you know one night only all women's tournaments all over the world at times and stuff like that so um wwe's sort of last to the to the dance on that one but of course they're the biggest. So, yeah there's going to be a lot of people who, to them, this will be their first uh, experience with an all-women's event. And, you know, it's cool. I'm I'm always a big proponent of equality. And, I you know, it, while it's going to be very cool to do it like this, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with just having an ample amount of women's matches on a show that has men's matches as well. You know, I'm not really a fan per se of going these segregated routes at all i mean i get why they're doing it i know why they're doing it and uh you know i just like equality like put it all together and that's when you have to me something for everybody yeah kind of thing you know
0: and again too i think with pay-per-views though there's only so many spots and you want to feature the thing certain people that are making you the most money and there's a lot that goes into that. Again, granted, that's all by default, too, on some circumstances on who those people are and whatnot. And the, there's a lot more men on the roster than women as as a whole. So it's a, that's one of those tough things that no matter what you do, there's never really any winning. And you, um, but I, I I understand completely what you what you're saying on that and where um, that's their problem to figure out, not ours. So, But it's, it, I think that is a better route than the going the, the segregated route for sure. But, again, it all makes sense with all, all the way everything's worked out this year, with all that for the Saudi Arabia thing. So congratulations, though, to them, I guess, just for, yeah, it's another day at the office.
2: Um, another story from last week. Sadly, we lost uh, two you know, really big-name wrestlers, uh, Nikolai Volkov and Brian Christopher Lawler, uh, starring Nikolai Volkov. He passed away at the age of 70. Uh, he debuted in 1967. He worked for the AWA. He had multiple runs with WWE. Uh, he played a villainous Russian where he most notably teamed up with the Iron Sheik. Won the tag team championship in 1985. Uh, was put in the Hall of Fame in 2005. You know, it was when I was hearing that story, it was amazing to me that we're only now starting to see the guys from the 60s and 70s dying since we lost so many guys from the 80s and 90s. Uh, yeah, you know, Volkov was one of those guys who always managed to be entertaining. He wasn't the most technical wrestler, but, you know, he was just, you know, very popular with the big furry hat and the Russian national anthem. It was probably, cheap, people would call it cheap heat, but it worked so well. You know. it was featured in rock and roll wrestling. And, uh, you know, I think he holds a special place for kids who grew up watching on the wrestling in the eighties, like I did.
0: Yeah, no, he was, uh, he was a character and he, and, <laughs> uh, he stood out. He was always, um, uh, a sweet man. And I say that he, uh, He had always was very very nice to talk to and uh, his son Andy they would be at the shows in Baltimore quite often and um, I have a lot of different uh, encounters with them so I was uh, personally very saddened when I heard that he was he was always kept himself in in great shape and he was very big on being healthy and uh, he was never one of those steroid guys or anything like that and I don't know if he ever dabbled in them or anything of that nature. When he, but he, it was adamantly against him from from what I understood talking to him. And he was just big on he. He was funny. He would show me different exercises uh, at Baltimore, different things he would do for his core. He wakes as he wake up every morning and do these different ab things. First things when he first thing when he gets out of bed and he was still in like limber and able to move and 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 he was you know that was probably when he was sixty five, sixty six, sixty seven. <sighs> those times that I would would talk to him so uh, I know it was some heart problems from what I understand and uh, he he, I don't know if he refused uh, the heart transplant or a stint something of that nature and uh, his wife found him passed away eventually but I mean that's I think he he lived a great life and um, again we all have to go at some time and uh hopefully he went peacefully and uh it's uh he's in a better place as far as that goes so but i was i was really saddened to hear that so
1: yeah he was a he was a big man
0: mm.
1: like he you know the size of his hands his bone structure he wasn't the tallest wrestler but he was a you know i Thick, mean i don't yeah. know if he ever dabbled in anything either but he was like he walked around as, like, a tank. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's funny, because that's how, when I wrestled him and he broke my nose on the (laughs) lockup, and it's just, for whatever reason, like, he was just a little slow with that one hand, and his fist was so big, like, he just plopped my nose right in my face, and it was, you know, that was the lockup. And, you know, we were supposed to go, like, 10 to 12, and this was two. Thousand and six or seven, okay. he couldn't bump. He couldn't bump then. Yeah, and I remember I asked him. I said, "Well, you know, what do you what do you want me to do to to get you down?" And he said, "Just keep trying to knock me down. I'll go down my own way, but I can't." You know, so he would sort of just collapse after you know so many. Because I was the heel, so it was like can't have a match where he's standing up the whole time. Yeah, but but he couldn't really run the ropes and i mean but you know that was one of those matches too i liked that challenge back then because it was like you know got some guys would complain it's like oh god he's so old and and you know he can't do this he can't do that or maybe they don't maybe he doesn't want to do this but it's like why not go in there and try and figure out you know okay so you can't pick him up i mean did i couldn't have probably picked him up if i wanted to he was like 275 280 yeah. pounds maybe 300 pounds but like a tank yep. you know what i mean like you had to be a very strong human to budge him but yeah i just remember because we locked up and he broke my nose and we went to the corner and the ref broke and then we locked up again and he pulled pulled my head in close and he goes sorry just really <laughs> and he probably said sorry three times he was so nice we got to the back and he's you know getting me tissues and stuff like that to wipe the blood up and And he says, I don't know. And he's looking at us, pointing to his hand, because his knuckles and everything was just so goddamn big. Like, he was just, you know, a beast of a man. But it's like, I didn't, you know, I didn't care. But he uh, definitely was one of the guys that was larger than life. And uh, I actually ran into him all the time at shows. I only only wrestled him the once. But he's always so nice and polite. And he took tons of time with anybody, uh, whether it was a fan or people in the back who just wanted to, you know, pick his brain. He was he was such a gentleman, you know. Yep. Couldn't agree anymore. It was always a pleasure to see him, so
2: uh the other one of course was Brian Christopher Lawler. Um, you know, better known to the fans is from the attitude as Grandmaster Sexy. Uh my Memphis police are still investigating, but early reports are suggesting it was a suicide. He got arrested on D O I like a month ago and it seemed they had him in solitary for a while. You know, it's a real messed up situation. You know, it's just kind of a tragic end to a real troubled life. Uh a hell of a performer, but you know he should not be have to go at the age of forty six. Uh, you know, my my question though is, you know, considering how he died, do you think he ends up in the Hall of Fame? I mean, you know, he it was short lived, but too cool is a huge part of the attitude error. You know, I think you know Rikishi's a Hall of Famer, and I don't think he would ever got that level if not for you know, Brian Christopher and uh, Scott Taylor. So,
0: yeah, it's extremely unfortunate, and uh, I, I feel extremely bad for Jerry and uh, the family, mm. their family, um, but it was uh it's an unfortunate situation. we don't have all the details I know they're they're supposedly looking into it and whatnot so he uh that's another one where wrestling kind of uh got the best of someone I feel like as far as you hear it's again guy from that the the attitude era and it's uh it's unfortunate I hate to see it and it's happened to a lot of' them and and whatnot and we again we don't know the exact uh, circumstances of everything and And I don't have any experience of ever being in jail or anything of that nature, so I can't speak of uh, anything like that and what he was going through or anything. It's just an unfortunate situation. And, um, again, the Hall of Fame stuff, it's a made-up. The Hall of Fame is a made-up thing to me. So I don't—you could put in—if they choose to put them in, they'll put them in. And uh, it really—there is no rhyme or reason to any of it. So uh, it's—he was a performer— I thought they were extremely over when they were together. Um, they elicited a great response from the crowd, and that is pro wrestling. Everything else is fake and made up. So it's, um, yeah, based on that criteria, I think they, were, they did their job. They did everything that was ever asked of them. So if they choose to want to let them go in, I think that, uh, that's great it's, and whatnot. But it's, a, it's just an unfortunate situation all the way around.
1: Yeah, they were oh, so over at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember the last house show that I went to before I started working was in 1999. And Too Cool did a six-man match. And it was a quick little three-minute match. It was almost like a squash. And one thing I remember is, <clears throat> and you got to think about 99, who was there? You know, Rock, Austin, Hunter, Foley, Big Show. uh, Billy Gunn Road Dog it was just like a who's who and after the match Too Cool did their dance and I timed it It not timed it like purposely but I remember looking down at my watch and then yeah. it went on for tw- 20 minutes they did the dance
0: I, I would have preferred if every, you had a stopwatch ready you had a stopwatch <laughs> in your <laughs> yeah. pocket
1: and like, now, oh, I want to see
0: how long this see. goes
1: but they every time they tried to stop the fans, I mean, the they literally, their dance was the biggest pop of the night. Yeah. And The Rock was on the show. I mean, he got a huge pop, but they kept it at this level for 15, 20 minutes straight. And it literally, even when they left, the fans were still, because every time they'd go to leave, somebody would go through the ropes and the fans would just come on and then someone taps them on the shoulder. Like, you know how they did it anyways. Yeah. But they literally did that over and over and over and over for 20 minutes. That's and incredible. finally, it was just like, okay they got to leave sometime, but they (laughs) left. The roof was still coming off the place. And I mean, it's just a Testament to how over the gimmick was, but Brian Christopher was very talented and very underrated. And I think that's probably just because of who his dad was and how amazing the legend that is Jerry Lawler, um, I worked a few shows with Brian when I was once I left OVW and actually wrestled him once in a tag match. And he was still having problems back then. And he was kind of a mess. And I just, you know, I remember the other three guys, the match, we were kind of like, well, let's not really factor Brian in very much here because he's just he doesn't look like he's in condition, you know. So we threw around some ideas on what to do and, you know, get him in for one or two of his Two cool spots, kind of thing. And they were the baby faces. And I remember, you know, getting in with him real early on in the shine. And he just started calling shit on the fly. And oh, it was yeah. fucking great. We just kept going and we kept going. And then I remember he wanted to take the heat. We didn't even have him taking the heat. He wanted to take the heat. And he called so many great spots. The, we probably went 25 minutes. And here we thought that it was kind of going to be, you know, not a stinker, but we're like, he just, you saw him and he was in just rough shape backstage. And
0: uh, usually that somebody in that kind of
1: condition isn't, it's not ideal for the match. No. And I mean, we've been there before, so it wasn't, you know, an indictment on him. And then. Man, just once once he started going and he's calling all this great... And he had so many great little spots in the match that he called. I'll never forget. Like, every single thing he called for us to do got a pretty good pop. Yeah. It wasn't like he called something just to call it or we did something just to do something. Everything had some kind of a reversal, something that... And it was just like, he's so fucking smart. Yeah. You know, on the fly, too. Just like, boom, boom, boom. Or... He would tag out, and as soon as he tagged out, he's like, oh, fuck. And then he'd say something from the apron, (laughs) you know, for us to do that he wanted to do. But he, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: That's one of those things, where people, they get caught up and they don't understand. Everybody's just playing the role that they're given out there. But there, there's some guys that are playing roles, but they could go out there and they could do the, the main events just as well as the guys doing the main events. Uh, there's more yeah. than enough people capable of that. It's really, and sometimes you end up playing a character or something where you, like you said, the dancing was the most over part of what they did. The the, the signature moves were the most over things that they did, so they didn't have to rely on going out there, and nor did they have to go out there and do a 20-minute match to get over, because they can get over doing a three-minute match and dancing for 20 fucking minutes. That's when you know yeah. you're really fucking talented. That's pro wrestling at its finest. And it's great when you can mix everything together, obviously. But they were that over where that was what you know. That, that's it's a cool thing. Yeah, that's a good story too. I'm glad you told that because people need to hear that. And know, like just because you he, they play uh, they play dancing characters or uh, this and that entertainment type characters. A lot of these guys can fucking go, and it's it's just something that that's completely
1: missed by today's fans. By and that's a small portion of them, of course. And, I mean, the same can even be said for, for Scotty Tuhati. Hell of a worker. Mm-hmm. You know, on WWE TV, he never got his due per se, but anybody who worked with him or saw him work, you know, given the, the circumstances, it was like he was just another guy. Like, And I think same thing with Brian. Like I say, he was underrated underrated in the grand scheme of the wrestling business because most people <clears throat> saw him only in his WWE run, yeah. right? yeah and uh but anybody who actually worked with him or, or saw him work you just you could see as like, goddamn he's he's talented absolutely he will he will be missed
0: and uh just again positive thoughts and vibes and everything to the lawler family and everyone involved so it's uh, another loss for pro wrestling and uh but he's in a better place so
2: Let's try to take this a little more positive direction. Uh, uh, Kane won his uh, election this week. He's the new mayor of Knox County. Uh, Congratulations to Glenn Jacobs, who won a decisive victory in his election. Uh, I like that the story was covered by everyone from ESPN to CNN to Breitbart. His victory was a landslide. He received two, more than two-thirds of the vote. While at one point I was looking at the vote, it said he had 66.6% of the vote, which I thought was just terribly appropriate. Uh, hmm. He starts his in September 1st, so uh, I'm hoping they kind of give him a big send-off at SummerSlam. Uh, he certainly deserves it. He said he will do more special appearances in the ring, even while he's mayor, but listen, I think this is a good time to kind of give him a little bit of a big thing at SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, no, congratulations uh, to Glenn and... Uh... Great human being and super intelligent man and uh, great businessman and just he's been in WWE. He is he has been a good soldier for many, 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 many years. And uh, he uh, he still he is a giant human being. I I appreciate the most out of all this, all the things on Instagram of everybody saying congratulations to Glenn or Kane and like the fucking images they pick of him are the best parts to me. (laughs) It's, like, not one of them is, like, just, like, like just Glenn smiling and looking, like, normal. It's all wrestling photos of, like, demented Kane and, like, corporate fucking Kane. And I'm, like, God, like, help the guy out a little bit. Like, put a just normal picture smiling in a suit, like, outside of the ring, not in a, like, or a picture with kids. Like, because you got to think, like, general public people seeing this and they're just, like, what? (laughs) This guy's mayor. It's like it, it's just, but it, again, it's his character and whatnot. So,
2: yeah, when, no. my, when, when my mom heard, she's like, "You mean Undertaker's brother, Kane?" I'm like, "Yes, Kane." She goes, "The guy in the mask." I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, it's uh, no. I'm sure he will do a great job, and he will give it all his attention. I so hopefully, hopefully, he has a proper send off. He's had a he, he's had a lengthy career. I, there's no there's no need again if he wants to do special you know things. I think he's he's more than earned that right, and uh, he he should be allowed if he wants to come in for a for a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania or something, you know. So be it. But I think he he moves on at this point. Stays obviously with WWE in some capacity, but puts his attention on that. And I don't see having to do both. It, it he's already kind of taken, you know, a lot more. Uh, an easier schedule, so to speak, as of late. So, and that's been kind of happening for the last couple of years. So he, uh, I'm very happy for him though. Great human being.
2: Uh, W, uh, it's an, uh, W officials have made overtures to Phoenix and Pentagon jr. According to wrestling observer newsletter, the brothers currently heard the MLW tag titles, the, P, the PWG tag titles, uh, Pentagon was the impact world Heav- heavyweight champion early this year. Uh, there's no word yet on what came of these feelers, but word is both wrestlers still have three years left on their contracts with Lucha Underground. Um, you know, Phoenix and Pentagon Junior are awesome. You know, I've been watching them on Lucha Underground the last couple of years. Uh, I think they could do really well in WWE. Uh, if they do end up in WWE, they'll, they'll really be able to carve counter- have a unique niche for themselves. I think uh, Phoenix is one of those high flyers, but he plays that underdog role really well. And Pentagon's just brutal in the ring. You know, I'd like to see him in a match with someone like Kevin Kevin Owens or something like that.
0: I, I honestly don't know anything about them. I can't <laughs> speak. I don't never. JD, if you do. Congratulations, though, if they go. If not, that's... I just, I don't... I've not... I think I've heard of them, and that's just me. I don't know. I don't keep up with everything going on on all that, so...
1: No, I mean, I've heard of them uh, for several years. I've never seen them work, and I don't believe I've, uh, I've met them. Uh, you know, good for them. You know, opportunities never a bad thing just as long as it's actual opportunity. And it's not just more of WWE trying to, uh, you know, control everything and everybody because that's when true talents will not necessarily uh, get to utilize their abilities because I mean, at the end of the day too, there's only so many, so many uh, spots for, certain types of guys and there's a lot of indie darlings and has been in the last five, six years. And you would see all, all the times like, well, all they need is this guy. This guy is going to be this. And then they need this guy. And then they sign these guys and, you know, sometimes it, it works out and sometimes not so much, you know, and yeah. that's not the guy's fault. It's what just what the company decides to do once they got them locked down. And then it's like, Oh, they got to sign this guy and they got to sign that guy. And then they sign those guys too. And it's like, you know, they pick and choose who, you know, they don't give a shit what the, the internet fans think once they got the guy. They're using yeah. the internet fans to basically say, who do we need to scoop up? And once they got them, they have their own methods and thought process for how they pick people and decide how to push them. And they don't give a shit about any in-ring ability per se. You know, they, their, their thought process is not the same as the fans. You know, what the fans like is not what they, you know, they're thinking in terms strictly of marketing and and presentation and how can they make the most amount of money. They don't give a fuck about the flips. And, you know, it's just it's it's a slippery slope. You know, some of the most talented guys in the business get into the company and never get to, you know, maximize their potential.
2: Kind of a weird story here. Uh, An indie wrestler faces trouble in his day job for using a Nazi gimmick. Um, A wrestler for a small independent promotion in Pennsylvania who uses a Nazi gimmick is under investigation by the school district he works for as a teacher. Worldwide Wrestling Alliance wrestler Blitzcraig, the German juggernaut, is also Kevin Bean, who teaches 5th and 6th graders at a school in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. Though Bean appears to have used the gimmick for years, the German juggernaut made the rounds on social media this week after pro wrestling sheet shared clips of a recent performance and videos circulated showing him at a recent show. In the video, Bean comes out waving with a flag with a German cross. A man in the crowd greets him with a Nazi salute uh, before the fight Chance of USA appeared to break out. Uh, the school district kind of reached a statement. The actions portrayed in this video do not represent the core values of this district. As an educational organization, we pride ourselves in providing a safe and nurturing learning environment. You know, the story just kind of seems so stupid to me. It's like they can't imagine a world where you have performers playing characters. These people automatically assume Ed Norton's a Nazi because of American History X. Uh, you know, and let's face it, wrestling is rarely subtle. You want to get a guy booed? You have him play a Nazi. This is not, shouldn't have an impact on his day job, whether he can teach children or not
0: yeah yeah I don't know though I think as a teacher, you need to maybe make better decisions on because he <laughs> he's that he's not being told to play that part by somebody. he came up with that on his own uh i would I would dare say, and uh I think <sighs> you have to think in this day of social media and everything that now it's one thing if he was going and playing a role on a on a as a set, and I think the school district would be much more understanding of that, but going on an independent promotion and dressing up as this and playing this on your own um maybe just it it just is uh raised maybe a few questions with the school district and uh however they were notified of that and whatnot i'm not saying i agree with any of like people ratting on them or anything like that however that goes but like the if you're a teacher you just gotta you're do you got to you got to ask yourself: Well, are parents going to be able to look at this objectively and understand what I'm doing? The answer to that is no, not in this day and age. So you probably should be a little smarter and not do that. If you if you're going to go be a pro wrestler, go be a pro wrestler. And I'm all for having fun and doing whatever. And people shouldn't take this stuff too seriously at all. But that's one of those things where he chose that probably, and that's what I I bet is more of the issue. It's not like he was if this was a WWE thing and. He was told he's playing this character by Vince McMahon. Again, the school district would probably be a little more understanding of the situation rather than uh, on an independent show and coming up with your own character where you could literally do anything and that's what you choose. That's the problem, I feel like, with that. So, And you got to ask yourself, if you're a parent and you have kids and you see this guy going and, and doing this, do you want your kids being left alone with that guy? I I, can just, I don't I don't have kids I I but I, I bet a fair amount of them wouldn't be comfortable with it so I'm sure the school That's district fair. did what they thought they had to do so I don't know JD any thoughts on it
1: well who who was it years ago was it JBL Mike was it JBL that did the salute in oh, Germany yeah yes,
2: yes. Oh, yeah
1: okay so you got a superstar making six figures for the biggest company in the world he does a salute and he gets in shit. Yeah. So obviously when you're a low man on the totem pole on an independent show, doing something that you are doing by choice, not by, you know, because, oh, it's my job. No, it's not your job. Yeah, you're, you're an indie wrestler. <laughs> yeah, it's a hobby. So and at the end of the day, too, um, we live in a much more sensitive society. Whether I agree with that or not is irrelevant. It's facts are yeah. facts. And we live in an overly sensitive society. Number two, you also have uh, – the wrestling business is barely the wrestling business anymore and things that worked 20 or 30 years ago like ethnic gimmicks or you know country pride and that stuff is is doesn't that, work right, anymore yeah. you know i mean certain things worked at certain times you know in wwe too if you look back in history they didn't just have guys playing guys from other countries just because they would take something that was already going on either politically or military. And they would say, let's incorporate this into, you know, like the whole Sergeant slaughter turning heel in 91, you know, the Gulf war and, you know, some of the other stuff in the eighties with the Russians, like there was a a reason for them going down that road. It wasn't just cheap heat. It was a little bit of cheap heat mixed with, well, these are real things causing real emotions right now. And we're going to tap into that. And, that none of that's going on right now. You and if somebody <clears throat> is essentially just playing a Nazi because they think it's going to be cheap heat, it's fuck. It's stupid. It's 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 insensitive. Period. Whether society is sensitive or not, the Nazis are going to go down and, ha- and have gone down as some of the most horrible people in history. Okay, so there's just no need for that. And cheap heat like that is bullshit. There's a lot of other ways. To get heat and the fact is the guy should have used his head he probably marked over <laughs> the idea of oh I'm going to go out there and it's like but that's the thing the key word is marked he shouldn't be marking yeah. over what he wants to you know he should be thinking you know and so if he's you know normally I'm not a fan of things affecting your day job or and what not per Me se neither, but in this yeah. case this is, this is stupid prevailing. He, so yeah, just
0: with all considering all things, it just with his position, he should know better teachers. are the, the teachers have to be extremely careful with everything that they do. And, uh, why he would think that that would be okay is, is, uh, just, I, I just don't understand. So, yeah.
2: Okay. The kind of last thing I want to talk about tonight is, uh, world of sport wrestling, uh, ITV debuted, um, world of sport wrestling last week. Uh, I got to watch the first two episodes. They were awesome. Uh, you know, Stu Bennett's been doing. He's you know plays a commentator role, but he's also kind of their executive producer on the air, and uh, he's just playing like a total asshole, smarmy heel, and he's just been great at it. At one point, uh Sal, Soko Val turns to him and says, "How do you sleep at that?" He goes, "Very well, thank you very much." And it was just, he uh, was just very great in the role. Uh, classic Stu. Yeah, but the, I mean, the show the show's been good though, and it, it's real simple. I mean, you know, you got your good guys, you got your bad guys, but you know, everything's really fast paced. There's not a lot of backstage segments, but they do a good job of keeping everything in context. And I think it's gonna, if it's on for a while, I think it can carve out a really good niche for itself in terms of uh, putting on a good product. It's got top top notch production value. So,
0: yeah, no, I'm happy for uh, old Stu Bennett, Wade Barrett. He's uh, he's on vacation right now, living a good life. He. Um, <laughs> He's he hasn't done a lot like wrestling stuff since he left, and he's had a little bit of some injuries and some other things he needed to decompress. And so I'm happy to see him getting a little bit more involved in in some of the the pro wrestling again, and without actually doing anything physical yet, because uh, he used to do commentary back in uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, which uh, was what put him on the map with Dusty Rhodes. That's what won Dusty his promos first of all, won Dusty over. Outside of his his look and his wrestling ability, already it was when he really started developing his character that that Dream started really really taking a liking to him and giving him a lot of opportunities. And he was injured; he tore his lat when I actually had a shoulder injury. And this is when me and him really got to know each other a lot better and, and started talking a lot more. And he uh, he was on commentary and for Florida Championship Wrestling, and I I was Skip Sheffield at the time, and it always. I used to go back and watch the shows and, uh, when they would air on TV and he would just fucking rip me a new one on every chance he could get <laughs> skip dumb, skip Sheffield, like i just big, dumb Skippy. And he, and I was like, man, you really get your, your shots in on me, huh? But it was perfect because <laughs> I was a baby face and he was a heel and we were friends and it was, it was fucking hilarious. But, uh, he, uh, He's great at that, so I'm happy to see him in that, being used in that capacity, and uh, getting involved in pro wrestling. And hopefully, uh, when his body's back to where he wants it and feeling good, maybe uh, he'll have an opportunity to do some uh, stuff in the ring again if he chooses. I know he might he, he might not want to, so it's. Uh, but I, I think he should be commentary wise. He's very, very, very valuable, and any promotion is lucky to have him. So, JD, anything else?
1: Uh, well, I always thought he was gold on the mic. Um, you know, I thought with the Nexus deal too, like he should have been champion just because of his promos. I I thought his promo was very uh, unique. There had never been such an articulate British wrestler. I mean, he sounded like his IQ was 160. And Mm -hmm. with the way he used to comb his hair back then and everything like that, it was just was just something different about him than other British wrestlers. But his—I just thought his promo was so—he was just so well spoken. And yep. whether the whole promo was scripted or not, when he spoke it, he sounded like he believed it. So I always was very a big fan. I was a big fan of his in-ring work too. You know, he's—he is—he's uh,
0: six foot seven.
1: He's—he is very tall. Dude.
0: People have no yep. idea how difficult it is to be that tall. And and actually, and be able to move. He can he can move extremely well, and, and he, he could be very physical. And I still to this day, he when he as King Barrett, when <laughs> he got shredded, and uh, and he's uh, he he might have had the best abs in the history of WWE. I will go down and <laughs> say it. It's being that because he had he was so his torso was so long. And he was just shredded, and uh, he, uh, he made sure, he got a lot of photos during that period, and he made sure to send me a lot of them, and uh, he's not sending me any photos now, though, I've noticed, so. No, he's, uh, I'm happy for me. I, I agree with everything JD said, so. Ace, anything with that, wrap up the wrestling news, anything you'd like to go ahead and plug for this week?
2: Sure, you can find Mike Ace Malero on CriticalBlast.com. Uh, follow me on Facebook and Twitter at SkitchNM. Uh, this week on Critical Blast, I've been doing reviews all week for True uh, TV's new series, uh, Bobcat Goldweights, Misfits, and Monsters.
0: Good deal. And uh, keep, keep on going with everything with the, with the weight loss. And hopefully here uh, I should have more time this week, which me and JD are going to talk about here with everything going on. But uh, we'll touch base on a few things. On the upcoming week, and uh, we will talk to you next week, Ace. Thank you very much. All right, guys. With that, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, guys. It's the big guy, Ryback, with Feed Me More Nutrition. And right now, we have our summer specials only available on FeedMeMore.com. Buy one vanilla iso-hungry protein. Get the second half off. Buy one cherry limeade. Wake up unlimited energy. Get the second half off. The big guy testosterone booster is now back in stock, and check out our finishing Branch Chain Amino Acid Electrolyte Pump Matrix. Great combo specials are also available all summer long. Get hungry, stay hungry, feed me more. Alright, we are back. Me and JD this week. Asian Joe out on out on sick leave. The, uh, man, uh, first off, I guess the show, we kind of go and we get the wrestling news done first because, uh, Ace being on the East coast and when we was recording here, it's, it's, uh, 10 o'clock when we start over there. So seven Vegas time, but we, uh, that way he gets to bed at a decent hour and whatnot. And me and you were chatty Cathy. So we always get that out of the way, but there was no show last week, uh, to the fact, uh, as everyone that follows um, social media and whatnot, little Sophie uh, ruptured another disc in her back. And uh, along with that, you you had family issues going on on your end, which you were out of town back in Canada with a death in the family. And yeah. it was... Uh, Joe was actually available, but it was... Uh, and then when we talked about maybe doing it later in the week to try to get a show out, Uh, everybody had something else going on and it was just one of those weeks, fuck it, no show, and uh, episode 101, pick it up next week, here here we are, we're back, so we apologize for that, but sometimes life happens and uh, there are more important things um, than doing this at times, and as much as we enjoy doing this and talking and talking. Just shooting the shit and having a good time, but so uh, to update everybody, little Sophie uh, ruptured another disc in her back and uh, had surgery. It was a notice. I don't know. I don't know what happened. How it was caused. She lives a very conservative life. Her and little guy will play a little bit. We stop them. Um, they're in the crates when we're gone. So it's uh, she'll occasionally hop up on a couch. I never let her she's jumped down a few times, um, but she's really good at not doing that actually, and uh we'd let her actually go up the stairs because I thought that was really good for her legs. Apparently the way that would be good for her legs if she climbed them slowly, unfortunately, she jumps up the stairs because her legs were weak, so she would have to jump with her back legs and she started going up them a different way, and that is actually bad for her back. Um, so I now have to teach her not to do that, which I have a doggy, um, the gate up to, to not allow her up and down the stairs. She knows not to go down. She waits for me to carry her every morning or any time that she's up there. But I have to now, uh, I might have to get a, a locking one on the bottom one because the little guy knows how to move it. And if he moves it and runs up it, she will oftentimes follow not now She's she lives in her crate again. Now she has 12 weeks, six weeks of really, really being confined in her crate and um, taken out on leash, walks to the backyard to go to the bathroom and to do some of her exercises. And uh, she unfortunately has disc disease and she has a really bad back and there's two or three more discs that are bad, that are showing mineralization. And um, I don't know how this is going to play out, just know luckily Trupanion uh with pet insurance covered the first one I paid the deductible they covered a lot of this one 90% outside of medi- the the office visits and um and the 10% still ended up being probably about a $1200 bill $1300 bill but that's uh, luckily again able to be in a position to um take, get that taken care of and uh where a lot of people, unfortunately, dogs have to be put down in that situation. Um, so we've got to figure out a game plan on trying to keep her healthy. But she's a very playful, loving dog, which is part of the problem. And uh, she's absolutely miserable and sad living in the crate. And I don't I don't want her to have to continue going through this. So ordering her a back brace that I saw. They make special back braces for dogs, which i got to actually measure her here. I was waiting to get her home and uh, let her eat and drink normal again, so her weight, so I can get a true measurement, in case she lost a few pounds or anything from being in there from the surgery, and um, the back brace should help limit her jumping and stuff, but uh, dogs are going to play and whatnot, and her and little guy, they're the two most, they love to play, so, it's unfortunately, it it breaks my heart, and it's been, luckily I'm home, I'm having my stem cell tomorrow on my shoulder, Today, if you're listening to this podcast and, um, it's just rough week, really rough week and you have had a lot going on too on your end, JD and everything, but we're back at it and we are here. So, but it's tough, man. I fucking, I love my dogs more than anything. So it's, uh, it's heartbreaking to see them in pain and struggling and she was acting all weird and the day she was, she doesn't whine. She's a tough dog. She, though, she acts very funny when she's hurt, and she'll, she'll kind of cower. And the morning, I noticed it. She, was, she kept lying by my feet, and her and little guy didn't play with their toys. Usually in the morning, I'll get up and make a coffee and get my ice pack and uh, ice my back and shoulder, and they'll play with their toys a little bit. I'll do a little work on my phone. And uh, I noticed she just wanted to lie with me all morning. And, uh, wasn't shaking or anything though. And then later in the day I was, she was lying by my feet when I was eating, which in the kitchen, which she never just lies right by my feet when I'm eating. And, uh, she might come up and like sit there for a second, but never underneath the table. And I like started petting her. And then I noticed she was shaking again, right on her back where she had the surgery before. And, uh, the disc had ruptured three spots down from the other one. So just... Randomly, no, don't know when, I don't know how it happened. So it's, it wasn't from like, I don't know if if any of the jumping or the stairs. it just, and the doctor just said it could honestly, she goes with the way her discs are, it doesn't even have to be anything. Which is scary, because she's not even, she's going to be three on Halloween. So I have to figure out how to not have this happening, because I, what scares me is, luckily I'm home here until the 25th, but I'm supposed to go to Asia on September 9th for like five days. It, it creates a bit of a problem because she needs constant care and attention. And at that point I might have to take her to a kennel and have them really give her good care while I'm gone. Like just cause usually, and you know, I have the mom living in the apartment and the dad's down the road and he can come by and check on him, but she needs a little more care than that, so it, it, it's morning to night with me, especially these first couple of weeks. It's going to be, it's like, fuck, I got to go get myself better, and, uh, you know, but she comes first, so she's a little diva, but hopefully everyone, little Sophie, thanks you guys for all your well wishes, and uh, she'll hopefully, hopefully never have, have this happen again, so
1: one of the biggest uh, injustices in life I find is dogs can't talk yeah. because once, once you develop that true relationship with a dog and some people say they, they develop it with a cat too. I've, I've owned a cat and I've owned dogs and you know, I think there's a difference there, but um, you just, what, once you take, have a relationship on that level, it's so personal and so tight and then something happens and the only thing missing is them having a voice to say what happened or how bad it hurts or why are they acting funny or are they just, you know, stressing out or they having problems like, you know, you don't know. And then of course it's a hundred miles an hour panicking because you don't, you know, you assume the worst every time absolutely and you prepare for the worst right yeah. i mean which i guess you know it's that old saying prepare for the worst and hope for the best but still you don't know and not knowing in of itself is is uh it's tough shitty
0: yeah. yeah and you know i actually today had another scare with her she was uh yesterday i got her home a couple days ago and she was a lot more active the first day walking around ate all her dog food peed and pooped outside, went pee multiple times, was walking around on the leash for me, didn't want to be in her cage necessarily. And then, and I, I don't know if, because she was on pain medicines there along with the pain medication they gave me and all the other medications they gave me for her. And then yesterday she got very lethargic and didn't want to leave the cage, the crate all day. And I had to pull her out of her dog bed, like pull her the dog bed out and then pick her up she didn't want to walk all day yesterday. She only peed and pooped early in the morning, and that was it. And uh, I, pu- I put a dog, my one of the dog crates, on my bed so that she could sleep right next to me, still in her crate. And uh, which I feel bad because I've woken up a couple times in the night and like banged the cage and scared her. Uh, oh jeez! Because I my like hand, I like go to like turn to my side and my big gorilla head will hit the fucking cage and. Psh, she thinks I'm, like, whacking the cage at her. And I was like, I'm sorry, Sophie. And, uh, but so, because she, I don't want to leave her downstairs by herself. She gets really lonely. She she's, needs a lot of attention. And she she likes being in there right next to us still. It kind of feels like it is when everything's all right. So, minus the cage. But uh took her out this morning. She went to the bathroom. And uh, I noticed her back was shaking again. And I go, fuck. Fuck 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 did she rupture another disc like like she, like she just had surgery a few days ago. What am I going to do? Like is her or her disc this bad? And so I had to call the, the specialist. I had to wait two hours to hear back, which is normal. On that that's, that's actually even not a not a bad amount of time. And uh they go bring her in. And I so that place is 35, 40 minutes from me. So I had to drive her to the specialty center, and uh, the doctor was there. Luckily, it wasn't busy Sunday morning. And uh, they did some tests on her, just like where she goes, I don't think she ruptured a disc. She goes, I think she's just in more pain than we thought she would be with this one. And she goes, she goes I'm going to prescribe her a steroid anti-inflammatory. And she goes, if you want to double up on her pain medicine, if you don't think, she goes, let's see how the anti-inflammatory does and see if that kind of helps. And she goes, she goes, she just might be in a little more pain. She doesn't whine. So there's no way of knowing. And uh, the shaking has subsided and everything like that. So that hopefully it was just a little bit of swelling maybe around the surgical site and it was just kind of aggravating her a little bit and she didn't want to move. And so I took her outside earlier. She peed and pooped and she walked around for me a little bit, but. When she's done, she'll just sit down. She's like, I don't want to walk anymore, Dad. And I have to, like, pick her up and carry her in. And so it's tough, though, man. It is, uh, you, I mean, we've all been through it. So it's.
1: You never know, man. She could have slept funny or, you know what I mean? Like, you know how it is when when you don't have a back problem and you sleep funny and you wake up with back pain. And here she's just, you know, hours removed from surgery. And if she twisted funny or something, I mean, that's how we, we don't even know what we do in our sleep sometimes when we wake up and our backs are jacked up and, you know, again, they can't talk and they're just, you know, they'll show a little bit too. Dogs are are very tough regardless of the breed. It's in their DNA to not show weakness. And, you know, it's not even a matter of whimpering or not. Sometimes they'll just be quiet. They'll just... You know, and that's when you first notice something's wrong. You say, they're not acting right. They're a little too quiet. And, uh, you know, it sucks. I mean, I hope it's not a situation of... You know, I, I feel like it can't be that our discs can't be that fragile because I feel like it wouldn't have been so long in between the last issue and this one. Not that it was so long, but if it was that fragile, I feel like it would happen more often. And... You know, my gut instinct was like, she's just maybe having a little extra pain. You know, I mean, what what day did she have it? On Friday or Thursday? Uh,
0: Wait, the surgery? Yeah. Wait, was it Thursday? Or no, was it? Because no, because we tried to record.
1: Wednesday, sorry. It was Wednesday.
0: It was. Wednesday, though, was when we were going to record. She was already... Tuesday... I want to say it happened... Or was it... No, it was because we were going to record Monday, wasn't it? It had to have been Monday, and then I had to take her to the ER, and then leave her there Monday night. And then Tuesday, I found out I had to go back there. She was having surgery. And then Wednesday... We were gonna try to record, um, and then I picked her up Thursday. Wait, I, I might be off a day on this. I don't know. Maybe it was Tuesday, and we were gonna record, and then, then it could have. I could be off. I can't remember. But it was. I, it, I feel like it was fairly early in the week when it first happened, and then it was a process. Well, either of, way, yeah. My-
1: yeah, my point is, it's been less than a week, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's it's all fresh still, and and uh, it's back surgery for Christ's sake. It's not like it's, you know, she had a little something on her ear or or whatnot. I mean, it's that's it's a major surgery anyway you look at it. Absolutely, so, no, it's you know, I, it's
0: it, it's unfortunate. It's I, it, it tears me apart. She's the sweetest dog I've ever had. So everybody at the at the specialty center that she's they call her a little monkey with her little monkey face, and uh all the different nurses come up and tell me she just say, she's a little angel she goes she's such a diva she goes she she goes she's the only dog here where we have to hand feed and hand water her i go yeah she likes she likes special treatment." <laughs> the old mother got her started on all that babying her too much when she, so now like if she, she expects you to like, if she, Oh, I'm hurt dad. I need you to hold the food up to my face in your hand. Like not hold the bowl up, but like put the, you pulled a bowl of food up in it, her mouth. She won't eat it, but you put it in your hand. She eats it right up out of your hand. <laughs> and it's, yeah. uh, it, it's really cute actually, but it's, it takes a little bit of work because it's time consuming. You go through a whole bowl. I went through a whole bowl of food with her last night, hand feeding her. And it was just like, it's like, Sophie, come on, just eat out of the bowl, please. But she was like, oh, this is way easier. I could just sit and not have to stand up. And she did just have back surgery. So, but hopefully everything will work out here and, uh, we'll get her up and running again. But I got my shoulder stem cells tomorrow and, uh, I've been off the gym for two weeks. I'm going fucking crazy, but. I weighed I weighed 285 going to bed last night. I was, like, 286 today, which doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. I just, but, like, I it was, like, fuck, I worked. I got my weight up to a, it was back up over 290. And I was, like, ah, I got to, you just got to take time off. It's the only way, like, my back, this is the best my back has felt. The stem cell's are already working. And uh, I've said that at multiple points, but this is, like, it is. I wake up in no pain, and uh, I think it's safe to say I've made a couple comments and said in 2019 I'll return to wrestling. I think somewhere, and I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fucking confident on that now. Like with everything, and it, it's been a, a journey and a process, and uh, it's. Uh, we'll see. The shoulder going to be the back. Now is where I want it. Shoulder with the new procedure they're going to do. And the shoulder I could I could function with fine no matter what. I'm just trying to do this for me so that I, older in life, and uh, repair some of the damage from the cortisone shots and whatnot, which, again, I couldn't really do anything about that. But I've learned kids don't get cortisone shots, trust me, especially not in your joint with your cartilage. It will eat it away every time. And uh, there's not one person that has not happened to. And it, I don't care what they tell you, don't do it. Um, but I know what I, I wanted to bring up to you. I don't cause I, I don't know if you are you familiar with your. Do you know your resting heart rate like at all?
1: Uh, or have you I ever did, checked not, it? Like in your peak? yeah last last year when I was getting treatment, um, they took my resting heart rate twice a day. So what was it? I, I knew that every. I don't even remember. It it, it, cha- it actually changed all the time. and then It does change one a lot. Of the lot. Re- yeah, one of the things that they would do was some of the things that they would put in my IVs were dependent on what my resting heart rate was. If my resting heart rate was higher, they would actually reduce like the B vitamins in the IV. Okay. You know, because they wanted me to be calm. And they wanted my heart, you know. Yep. There was a range, and... That's what they wanted it in. If I was like high normal or something for it, they would say let's back off the B12 and and uh, and whatnot. But I do not remember what it was.
0: I was going to say uh, before I because they, they told me mine and they were actually concerned. The B vitamins—that's what the the wake up a little bit of energy—is chalked full of vitamin B12. And I was going to say there was a supplement. Just a side story on the story. I this brought it to my attention. Justin Roberts told us about it. I remember Casino was really big on them for a while because Justin Roberts used to hand them out to the boys uh, called Zip Fizz, which you could buy at Costco. And they're like these little energy shots of powder that you pour in your drink. There's like grape, orange, strawberry or something. And at the time, and they had aspartame or sucralose. I think they had both. And I didn't know that because I remember we were in a, another country and I, was, I didn't have any uh, energy stuff. And, uh, he'd gave me some, I took them only a handful of times because then once I found out they had the aspartame and sucralose, I was like, ah, fuck that. And, uh, but I remember they gave more energy than anything I would tried in a long time. And it was because they were, they had so much vitamin B12. And that was, that was, that was one of the motivating reasons where I found, I was like the actual dosage for the wake up unlimited energy, because as you know, like you said, injections with vitamins are absorbed so much better where you don't need nearly the amount so you got to put a higher amount of the actual powder because you don't absorb at a rate like you would like an injection and whatnot. But that just that right. brought me to that. I was just thinking like, if, so a lot of people don't... If you look at the B12 content of wake-up unlimited energy compared to like any other pre-workout, it, it, it probably is significantly higher. And it's because it, it really, really, at that level, you absorb just the right amount. It's, it's a great energy source. So, But um, they go... The nurse... Uh, looks at me and she goes, are you feeling all right? And I like, just like urgently, this is after we're just sitting there, like everything, they got the IV in and I'm just, I'm, I'm just waiting for my fucking drugs as we've talked about. That's the only reason I go for these things is to get drugged up temporarily, uh, before they put me out. And, uh, she, uh, I go, yeah, I feel great. She goes, you sure? I go, yeah, why? She goes, your resting heart rate's 49. She goes, you sure? and i go oh wow fucking really and uh, i got really excited and it shot up to 51 oh. and uh that's because that that's exceptionally fucking good for uh arresting heart rate i go no 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 i said I, I do a lot of burpees i said it's that's that's a good thing i go and she goes for your size and i, I just i go thank you <laughs> i she was like concerned like it was a bad thing and, uh, but I just remember, I'm curious because there's somebody else, I think it was Randy Couture. They had a thing on one of those learning, it was on, it was on just, it was kicks and punches and, and athletes and heart rates and what makes certain athletes so fucking great. And Randy Couture has an incredibly low fucking resting heart rate, as do a lot of endurance athletes, actually. And, I, but I remember his was in the 40s. So And I don't remember, it it could have been like 41, it could have been 47, 49, like I don't remember, but I just remember it was 40 something and they made a pretty big deal of it. And I'd known in the past, my resting heart rate was always high 50s or low 60s. And I don't know if intermittent fasting has played a role in that, but I had a coffee earlier in the day before the procedure and uh, probably about eight hours before the procedure, seven, eight hours before. And because uh, an anesthesiologist told me, she goes, oh, that fasting. She goes, yeah, just cut off the food. She goes, you could drink literally hours before the thing. She goes, but she goes, try to cut it out as long as you can. But she goes, it's really never an issue. They just tell you that. So like, I'll, I'll usually have a coffee early in the day. And I had a medium Starbucks that day, well in advance before they did the procedure. But I was still impressed. I was like, fuck, that's curious what uh, everyone's resting heart rate is now. Because that's... Uh, that's the lowest mine has ever been, and I, I can't contribute anything else to it outside of burpees is the rest the intermittent fasting with all these because I've heard that it, that increases your endurance, actually. Um, it could have a considerable effect on that from different things that I've read. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I was curious what yours was, though. Now you don't know.
1: I, wa- I want to say that it was probably in the low 70s.
0: That makes sense. I've, I've been that 72 before.
1: 72 is like ringing a bell for me, like 72,
0: 73. I feel like 60, 70 is what they actually consider healthy. Um, and like, I think you could even be, I, I dare say like 50, 55 to 70 or 75 is considered like extremely healthy. And then because being low is actually a health concern to them unless you have ex- like it's, oh, shut up, Ryback. You don't have good cardio, but it's uh, little do you know. But uh I was dude I I I've never been happier to hear that news. I was like fucking hey doing something right while well, I'm hurt but so I'll go back in tomorrow and I'll see it'll probably be 70 tomorrow. It was a fluke. Especially I haven't done burpees in 2 weeks. I've just been doing the DM the old elliptical and uh stretching hanging from a pull-up bar like crazy. I don't know if you've you ever done that just hanging from a pull-up bar Not for just your... All the
1: time. I used to use my Versa grips too so that I could hang longer
0: and not lose the grip.
1: Because even though my forearms would have a fair bit of strength for some reason, just my actual physical finger grip, whenever I trained back and, and would do anything with pulling like that, after a while my fingers would give out. I used to think it was from wrestling because just over the years you're hitting the mat, you're tacking the mat when you're bumping. And it's just like, I don't know. It's like the nerves in my hands were not what they should have been. And just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just a lot of hitting the mat over the years. And my finger strength just sort of seemed always to not be what anything else was. But I used to hang from that. And the other thing I used to do was um, on the sit-up machine. I can't even remember what it's called where you like do the leg raises, but. You, put, you uh, put your elbows on the pads and your legs dangle. Yep. And you would do, like, knee raising. I do that, and sometimes I'll put a dumbbell on the floor, like a 5- or 10-pound dumbbell between my feet, and I'll really lock my arms in a 90-degree position. And this is more for the lower part of your spine. Yep. More than the upper, because the upper, you got it all stiff. It's like traction. On a, that's com, it's, I find it a lot different than when I would used to use the inversion table. Yeah. Because the inversion table was like all or nothing. And with this, I felt like if it was much like super low back, just above the tailbone type thing, I could really just let my lower body be heavy. And if I needed, you know, five or 10 pound dumbbell between my feet, I could get just the right amount. And because uh, sometimes on the inversion table, it would irritate my uh, ankle. Yeah. I, know, I just that did ankle Yeah. Yeah, And, uh, or I would, for whatever reason, you know, blood would rush to my head and I would have to sit up before I felt like I got a proper stretch. Yeah. I mean, there was times I could hang upside down like a goddamn bat, but just once in a while, for whatever reason, I was just like, Oh man, my eyes are going to pop out. I need to sit up. And then I just didn't feel like I got a good stretch.
0: Yeah, that's actually another great movement uh, for people listening um, for traction on the back at the gym. You know the lying hamstring extension where you lie down and hook your ankles, and they got the. You need to get the one that has because have you noticed the lying hamstring curls? They have it where that it angles down the the portion where you hold on with it, you put your chest on. And you, you usually can hold on to the hand grips. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, it's it's uh the the. It sort of goes at a slope for your chest and it goes upwards and then from your chest section down, Down. it goes at an angle to
0: get to the feet. So it's almost exactly identical to a a machine at my chiropractor's office, An, an old chiropractor I used to go to here in Vegas, where they hook you in. It's literally that same type of machine, but they strap you down and you hold on to the handlebars and they start extending the handlebars very slowly away. And the machine rocks up and down. It's like a, so it, it's essentially tractioning your back, um, very slowly and going a little more and a little more. Then they find the spot where you, you where your happy zone, and then you just really relax. And usually my back would explode on that low mid back where it would always get really compressed on me. But if you just go and hook your legs, into the the hamstring and put the pin in the weight so the weight doesn't go up when you do it, and if you do it and just lie down and just let your body hang and like breathe in really deep and breathe out. It will. You usually you could feel it pulling and tractioning your back. If you have any compression going on whatsoever, you'll get a pop in there. It feels, man. I'll I'll do that still. I will do it every leg day and I go in there and I just I fucking because it gets, hits it from a different angle than the inversion table and I do my inversion table. Um, It's not bothering me now like it was, which is which is telling me my back is doing so much better. It actually feels like it's helping me right now, so. And I, I go, I do short little bursts. I'll do it for, I'll hang for a minute or two. I'll pop up. I'll do some, like, crunches on it because it tires out your abs a little bit. It actually, if you do, that's, like, the perfect way to do crunches on that because you're vertical and you can, it, like, my muscles will shake in my back and my, my abs. And I can tell, I'm like, well, this is, like, working out abs completely differently than, like, at the gym where it's really, really strengthening your core and like I'll tire out my, sometimes my back won't pop because I'll be tight and I'll do a bunch of crunches and just hold for t- for 10 seconds for like f- sets of five or sets of 10 and then I'll relax and then my fucking muscles are fatigued and they let go and then boom, back explodes and I get that, that traction. Nothing like
1: it. It's, uh, it's such a good feeling, but, uh, I used to do a version of that, too, on the hamstring curl. But what I would do is I would pick a weight that was heavy enough that I could control like 60, 70 pounds. And what I would do is I would do one rep, and I would lower the weight and lower the weight to where it was maybe just a couple of inches from being flat. And I would lock my legs and just shift my body to where I could feel it pull my spine. And because I felt like if I put the weight down, I would, I could get a stretch, but I didn't get the pop. The pop would come when I lifted the weight up just a couple of inches. Yep. It wasn't heavy. It wasn't heavy weight. I would, like I said, forty, fifty, sixty pounds type thing. But I would just lock my legs and and loosen up my low back, and it would just transfer everything to my low back, and it would just pop that way as well. Just lock on the hand grips, and uh, that was a doozy as well.
0: Yeah. That and again, like the hanging from a pull-up bar, I was. It was. Um... Look it up online, guys. There's a uh, there's some good little articles on it and some videos from doctors showing just how good. It, it not only is great for your back for tractioning your back, it's one of the best things you could do for your shoulders because it actually decompresses your shoulder joint and opens up your shoulder. Now again, it's going to depend on how hurt you are, what you have going on. I am now able to hang. I'll do six, seven, eight, nine sets after like this just literally stretching, cardio stretching and hanging from the pull-up bar, and uh, it has really, really helped my lat that was giving me some issues, too, with that that shoulder tie-in and all that, and it just stretches everything out, and it, it's, I don't know, I don't know how it does it as far as, it, it just kind of puts everything back in place, I feel like, and, uh, and this is the best I have I, I felt in some time, so after, I know I mentioned that on my tips before, but Look it up. Uh just hanging from a pull up bar. And again, if you have weak grip strength or if your your grip strength gives out they said ten, fifteen seconds is plenty. whatever you could hold on for is you just your strength will build over time. But obviously like JD was mentioning with the wrestling and different things, like I am with you on all that. I always try to just use my grip strength. Like today I do anywhere from thirty to forty five seconds every set. And by the end of it, I'm fucking I'll be lucky my last one will be twenty, twenty-five seconds. And, uh, it's my grip strength starts to fucking fatigue, but it, uh, if you have to use hand grips even and just to get, cause you're just using it, it's, if you're not doing it to build your grip strength, you're doing it to, to traction your shoulders or your back and, uh, just breathe and let everything open up and decompress. So check that out, it, especially for the, the indie workers or the wrestlers out there. It's, uh, it's a good little thing to keep your bodies healthy, um, while we're breaking them down and whatnot, but I uh I did an interview last week actually with a uh, Fit Informant. The guy, have you heard of them, the Fit Informant guy?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: He has a podcast, Ryan, Ryan Buckeye. He uh used to be a wrestler actually, an independent guy. And uh I'd guess so I don't even remember this. This was one of those this was early on. He uh was an extra for WWE. He was never one of the extras during the whole local thing that we did. The two-on-one deal or any of the, the, the Ryback local thing. But uh, I guess he like asked me some questions and I sat and talked to him. I don't remember. Obviously, I wouldn't be able to with everything. And a lot of that's a blur, especially early on. But uh, you always try to be decent to people. And uh, it always it made a good impression. But he's always stayed in contact and he's uh he's he's really into the whole fitness he's anti-steroid or just he's against steroid use and but he interviews a lot of like he on his podcast he's interviewed coleman cutler i I don't know maybe not cutler he's interviewed a lot coleman i know he said for sure Uh, i think lobe liner was another one he said he's had like six or seven pretty big names in the fitness community on and uh he's getting a little bit of a He's working his way up on that on that side, and uh, doing it the right way, and whatnot. So that was nice to go on for Feed Me More Nutrition, and uh, promote that, and talk about nothing but Feed Me More Nutrition. A little bit of wrestling talk at the end, but it was it was pre- pre- predominantly Feed Me More Nutrition stuff, and it's uh, everything's fuck. What a challenge everything is with all that. I told you the website we mentioned it a couple weeks ago. I ended up hiring a new um, web web designer, web host, um, the woman I was using, and nothing but nice things to say about her, and she's always been uh, very good to me, but a little outdated maybe as far as not um, understanding is, it wasn't ideal for me, I think is the best thing to, as anybody that's seen on the com website, there was a... Uh, I always thought the site looked good. There were things that could have, there there were little things that always, you know, bothered me. And and a lot of that, I'm not like a, I'm not a a web guy. Like I'm not, I don't know, like I know my graphic guy, he'll look at things. He goes, you got to tell them to, to email the, to, to put the images in a higher quality up. Because like, I don't even notice this shit. Now I'm noticing it after he started telling me, my graphic guy. And I caught some things with the new person that we're doing right now. And, uh, He's like, you need everything to look good. Like it needs to look clean, and uh, we cleaned everything up. We it's, it's organized much better. But we, the main thing is we switched to Shopify. Shopify is the number one ecom e commerce platform. And and the key in all of this is, is and this has cost a bunch of money. But you got to You got to take chances, and you got to do. You got to and especially in business. But uh, it links up to my Facebook. I now will have a store on my Facebook. Where people can shop directly on my Facebook page directly on my Instagram page and directly on my youtube page uh so that will that will help out tremendously on that aspect of it alone and uh the new web guy that I, his name is coincidentally Vince, and uh he is a very nice guy out in California, and uh he's actually the friends with the marketing team that I use or he he's, has a history with them. But he uh, his fees are slightly higher per month, but he does a lot of emails and follow-ups and the technology that he's using is is superior to anything that I've used in the past. So we've upgraded everything and when you're listening to this, the website should be up in because tonight it's getting finalized right now, the new feedme more.com and it's just a cleaner Better shopping experience, more professional, and again, everything's a learning process. And I think for me, learning, to, and you know this, JD, too. It's putting the right people around you is key, and uh, it's not easy. Oh yeah, it's not easy. It, it, it's nobody's going to care about your business as much as you. That's one thing that I fucking will. I I I I've, I knew, but you have to go through it to really really know. You just expect sometimes. People to just do their jobs or like this and that. It's not the case. Like people are never going to care about what you have going on as much as you do. So it's uh... well. The other
1: thing too is some people are good at what they do, but it might not be good for you. And yeah. you you start with them and you're like, oh, you know, they're good at what they do and whatnot. But then you realize they're not good for you. And, you know, now you're back to square one kind of thing. So there's definitely uh, trial and error. And it's definitely some big errors at times with stuff, you know, when you're talking about. I mean, I'm still my webmaster just emailed me the other day saying that we're, you know, my website should have been done a while ago. And we keep running into issues with the belt builder program that we're trying to do. And I mean, it's costing me thousands to to do this bell builder thing. And, uh, she sent me this like big five, six paragraph email the other day when I was working the convention and it's essentially saying that, you know, there's this issue we're running into and the developers saying this, uh, this developer is saying this regards to this. And then I talked to a different developer to see what his price point is because, the first of the three is, you know, are now quoting higher than they originally quoted, and he's saying that as soon as there's this type of an update, some of the settings could disappear, and it's just like it's a fucking nightmare.
0: I didn't even think you should talk and, to this Vince guy. That he he's uh, seems um quite ahead of anyone I've dealt with in the past on this. When I talk to him, as far as and he's really good with. Like Shopify, I think you having a Shopify have you is that something because you don't use Shopify right now either, right?
1: No, my my issue is, I'm trying to use the most advanced product builder program that's available for like a WordPress type website. Yeah I could pay a developer to build me this program from scratch, but they don't the, the quote on that starts at 10,000. And it goes to about twenty five thousand. Really? You know, like we talking. Yeah, like we were talking the other day about the cost of an app for this program on my website, just for this feature, starts at ten thousand. Fuck. So what we're trying to do is, she found the most advanced product developer program that already exists, and she's trying to have the developers make modifications to it to accommodate what I would like to provide for my customers for their shopping experience. And it's obviously, you know, it's like this little mod is $200. This mod is $300. And, but it's, you know, like it's, it's the most advanced program, but for simpler shit. Like, you know, they sent us all these samples of these high end, uh, uh, websites that are using the program where, you know, you can change the color of the frame of the glasses or the thickness of the arms or the shape of the, the lens and all this stuff. But it's still just basic like A, B, C, D type things. And I have so many options for, for my customers. You know, there's way more options, you know, than yeah. any other company's offering. So for them to keep making these modifications, you know, it, it, it's a hassle. And so far, I think there's only been one or two things they said that they just straight up can't do. And we've had to figure out a workaround on that, but you know I I'm just put not you in, the in besi- contact
0: with like if I am curious to see what he would quote you. I know the the builder website's an entirely different deal than just like my kind of website, right?
1: Like you said, well, the the builder is a feature, yeah. So it's it's not it's not a website. It's a, it's a feature that can be put on a website, and you know WordPress is is as a platform for websites, and there are hundreds of different WordPress features that developers you, you purchase them and then the, the web site builder implements them into the website as they build it. And then they just bill you what, you know, or they build it into the cost. Like, you know, so this feature is, is completely separate from like, you know, the website per se where it's an addition and That, like, before I was trying to find somebody who was really good at websites who could sort of like MacGyver this feature for me, and then I realized, you know, they were good, but they weren't good for what I needed, and I had nothing but fucking problems. And then I had another guy doing it, and that was nothing but problems. Now, you know, third time's a charm here, hopefully. This girl is very talented and very skilled and has a tremendous body of work, but basically what we're trying to I do is get... she has a tremendous body.
0: <laughs>
1: no, I, I, I don't, uh, I've not seen the body. Yeah, uh, we're trying to take something that would otherwise cost probably upwards of 20 grand and see if we can build it for like five grand. Yeah. Within. So that's, that's, race. you know, cause what I, you know, right from the beginning, they're like, this is something that you should have just built from scratch. And I said, I would love to, but I'm not spending 20 grand on yeah this feature, you know, not, not right now anyways. Yeah. It's, that's a
0: huge investment to put in. And again, it would ideally, it, I think you work your way up to that and you've, you've grown tremendously from where you started with all this. And it's, again, it's a process and it's baby steps at times. And it's, Okay, what's the next best thing until you're ready to go to that next leap? And then it's uh and you're working your way up slowly and it's uh, there's nothing that that's the right way to do it rather than necessarily and again you take calculated risk, you know, five K, that's a calculated risk. That's what you're comfortable, that's a calculated risk. Twenty K, that could be something that where it's not you're not comfortable with and that you don't necessarily see it. It's not justified yet, nor do you have to yet, but hopefully it all gets sorted out. And But it's, dude, it's no easy task with these, the websites, man, that's the, the, the amount of, when you go into business for yourself, it is, and it's, again, there's a lot of enjoy, it's very enjoyable at times. Oftentimes I don't even feel like I'm working and whatnot, but it's. There's other times where it's just there's just some there's great days and then there's days where you're just like fuck 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 and it feels like everything is going wrong and it's just like why the fuck and then uh, and then you wake up the next day and everything starts going right and it's just it's just its it's good and bad and there's just different levels of it and whatnot so but well I mean
1: yeah there's totally a lot of bad that's why this past weekend when I was working the convention, you know I spent three days in that marina in downtown Tampa, surrounded by water and yachts, you know, even at my booth, the wind- you know floor to ceiling windows on the second floor overlooking the marina. it's like all the day and I mean dude, when I'm there, I'm Terrible. still getting shitty I'm still getting shitty emails from customers, and you know people saying you know a guy telling me my, why does my website say this? He, he didn't think it should have. And it, it didn't. And I went, you know, like how long it takes to get a belt. And he's like, why does it say four weeks on your website? And why are you telling me eight to 10? I'm like, and I go to my website and I screenshot it and I send it back to him in email. Like, it doesn't say four weeks anywhere. I don't like you must have me confused with somebody else, yeah. but get, you know, all those days where it's like, things go wrong. And I'm like, finally, here's, a little stretch for three days of, you know, little relaxation, have lunch outside by the water and, the, you know, a cold one and just relax and enjoy the shit. And, uh, I mean, it was crazy busy at times and there was still stress, especially, you know, last night at the end. But it was just nice to finally have a little more of a <clears throat> peaceful, positive, you know. Because it is enjoyable to work for yourself, but at times there's this constant stress to go along with the freedom of working for yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, with my funeral last week, it was literally, I just dropped everything and got a flight home. And not everybody would be able to do that if you didn't work for yourself. Nope. You know, or they would be able to leave, but they wouldn't be able to stay as long as I did because, you know, their job would only allow them, you know, a so couple of days off. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, benefits to working for yourself, but there's usually this underlying stress that never goes away. And, you know, calculated risks, you know, are just that. I mean, you're still taking a risk. You're just you've done your homework and your due diligence and you it's your most educated chance that you're taking. You're not just throwing shit in the air and and, and hoping for the best, but it's still a risk. So, you know, there's still a level of uncertainty with it, but, you know, ultimately that's the thing. Like you're, you, you, you live in the trenches to, to come out one day and have ultimate freedom in life where you never answer to anybody financially. You're free to do anything you want in your life. You never have to worry about a situation or, you know, like, you know, we're talking about Sophie and stuff. And, you know, before I started Iron Attitude, when I first got divorced, one of my biggest fears was, you know, before me and the ex-wife, everything was shared. Yeah. vet vet bills, procedures, whatever. And now I'm like, I have to pay 100% of everything for Cosmo. And I was scared to death. You know, I had seen people with, not GoFundMes, but there's these other ones for animals and stuff where it's like they need a $2,000 surgery and if they can't raise the money, they have to put the pet down. And I'm like, I'm never fucking, I'm never going to be in that position. I can't. That's not fair to him.
0: Yeah, and you know
1: he he deserves better. So to be able to, you know, be in the trenches now, building something to where it doesn't, you know, if you have to put your dog through umpteen surgeries, as long as they're going to be okay, you're not worried about the cost. Yeah, you know, and it's like because it's like, well, who the fuck? It's just money.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep, I agree. And with that, I think, uh, I was going to say, me and you were talking earlier, because that's all we do is we voxer all the time. The, uh, and I'm curious on your guys' feedback on this for listeners of the show, thinking about maybe not every week, but doing some interviews and getting some people on here. And, uh, we have a few names right off the bat. And I think I'm going to try to schedule somebody for next week and, uh. We'll cut down on the wrestling news a little bit. We'll keep it on. But uh, we'll cut that down a little bit and uh, maybe have weekly interviews with some different people. Not always just wrestling either. I know we would mentioned Johnny Bravo, and maybe I'll shoot him a message. And uh, having a discussion with him, I think we could have a really cool discussion um, about drugs, steroids, different things, performance enhancement drugs, and you guys know my take on them. Um, I'm curious to maybe... Have a little conversation. You mean you take them? Yeah. You take them right yeah, back? Yeah.
1: <laughs> My take on them is I take all of them.
0: Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> if you guys, I should just take all of them and just be the biggest, baddest motherfucker and everybody. Then now this is what I look like on them, you dumb shits. God damn. Uh, it just flushes hard work down the drain with some. Like they just, I block. I don't even, can't even acknowledge those pieces of shit it's uh but with that i think with this week i was going to go ahead we uh do some tips of the week here and uh before we do some plugs and wrap up this week's show
1: i just want to say too to the listeners real quick there regarding the guests and stuff one of the reasons that we are saying not so many wrestling guests are there are a ton of podcasts oh yeah there and uh it, it it's always the same guys generally doing all of the interviews. So somebody does a podcast and now within the next like two, three months they do all the wrestling podcasts and there's only so many questions you can ask them and there's only so much you can talk about and it gets very repetitive. So we want to make things a little fresher for you. So if there are people that you would like to hear an interview with who are maybe not a wrestler or maybe they're, main role wasn't a wrestler maybe behind the scenes or something else that you would think would be interesting feel free to uh submit those names as well you know what we got to do jd
0: if we stick with wrestlers we got to go with rookie rookie independent wrestlers that's how you get guys that haven't been on all the podcasts you got to get the like the Nazi, the Nazi teacher. Yeah, the Nazi teacher might be the first guest on the conversation with the big.
1: Guy. Question number one: <laughs> yeah. What the fuck were you thinking,
0: dude? What the fuck were you thinking? No that that probably would be on the list of questions. What the fuck were you thinking, buddy? That you know what? I'm not even kidding. I think I'm going to try to get the Nazi teacher on this fucking show. <laughs> I think that. Was... <clears throat> Oh, my God. That's, that's the first guest in conversation with the big guy. Felicity Feline was actually technically the first guest uh, that came on with, during, with me in Phoenix. She was... Uh, that was 100%. That was my first guest. And that was actually a great show. That was so... but uh, she meow? Yeah, it was just hell of a meow on that one. The uh, very sweet, nice woman. Um, but, uh, yeah, let us know your feedback on that. I I feel like it would be, and again, I like part of the reason too, I never went with guest is I don't, again, everyone does it and whatnot, but it's like, I also don't like in gossiping and talking and like, it's one of those, but on that having guests that has nothing to do with that necessarily, but it's always try to just kept it like in a positive light for the most part. And it's, uh. But I feel like having guests on and bringing guests on, and, and not necessarily every week, but I think it would it would be a nice addition to the show, and um, yeah, I think I just think it would it would liven things up a little bit too, bringing somebody on, and, and again, I think it's having not just wrestlers from that standpoint, like you said, because everyone's doing it, but um, people in different facets of life, in business, and you know real estate and just in different field different athletic different sports stars and it's uh I've got a little bit of a connection to people where I could can make that happen and we'll see I've just never never really wanted to go down that route to begin with but now I'm kind of a little more open to it with everything so I think well, we're it.
1: trying to show people that there's more to life than wrestling there is so much more to life than wrestling. Yeah. And we can talk about our individual experiences, you know, with investing or our businesses or, or, you know, whatever. But there's so much more out there. There are people who are doing things that we haven't done yet or maybe will never do. Yeah. And there's a lot of great, great people out there. And it's just a matter sometimes of just introducing people to them and it really can make a big difference in your life i agree with you completely it's and again you take a little something
0: you hear from one person you take a little something from somebody else maybe you don't get something from one person you just kind of it's uh i i don't think it's a bad thing that that's for damn sure so and i agree there is and that's not a knock on wrestling i love wrestling you love wrestling it's I'm all in with wrestling. There's just, there's, there's a whole world out here. And uh, I think sometimes when you can get, you get too obsessed, especially from a fan standpoint, with just one thing, you really limit yourself in life. So, And some people can get angry at that and whatnot, but look in the mirror and see where you're at, see how obsessed you are with it, and then, you know, go from there. So, But moving on to the tips of the week tips of the week. Yay. My book this week is actually it's, it's fucking very good. Cosmos by Carl Sagan. Uh about everything out there. And I still got a bit to go in it and uh, it's uh the world the world is a fascinating the universe is a fascinating uh thing to me and uh just trying to learn a little more.
1: About all that. I was just going to say, we just said there's so much more to life in the world besides wrestling. But, God damn it, there's so much more in the universe. Oh, I mean, oh, People just, probably living
0: on other, not people, aliens living on other planets we don't even know about, stars.
1: there's Yeah, there's like, so much going on out there. And it truly... I mean, it's one thing in school when they try to force feed you shit and you don't want to learn it at that time. So you think it's boring or lame. But when you really look at things on your own terms... Some of the shit out there is just beyond fascinating. Ah, when you,
0: yeah, just when you think of how small we are in the grand scheme of things, it is scary. Yeah. It really is. This worst, just a small little planet in this huge galaxy of, uh, it's a, it's almost too much to even comprehend, but it's what I was just, I was like, you know what I want to, this is. Just try to always learn a little bit of, about different things and whatnot. So it's a great book. Highly recommend it to everybody. Cosmos by Carl Sagan. Quote of the week. I am not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become by Carl Jung. Nutrition tip of the week. And, J.D., you actually use these. We talked. You talked to me about this earlier. Uh, the vegetable pills uh, I take, I used to take them all the time. And I'd stopped for a bit. But their Garden of Life Whole Food Vegetable Supplement. Uh, green superfood, forty-five phytonutrients, dense superfoods, twelve sprouted ingredients, and ten probiotic uh, strains. It's uh, it's great, especially I I don't eat a lot of vegetables, and uh, you know I'll have them if uh, Alicia Fox is calling me right now randomly. <laughs> my phone is just for everybody listening. Fox is just calling, Fox.
1: I haven't talked to her since she uh you should answer the A- Alicia's Fox call. Tampa.
0: Give her some advice to take down Rousey on Raw tomorrow. The uh, <laughs> I have no idea why she's calling me. The uh I'm very curious on this. Um, sorry, Alicia, I'm fucking working right now if you call this work. The uh but yeah, Garden of Life Whole Food Vegetables Supplement Green Superfood check those out. It's uh, they're, they're at a great price and it's a great way to get the nutrients if you don't eat uh, a lot of vegetables. Workout fitness tip of the week. If your body hurts, listen to it and take time off, guys. Like I said, I'm taking three weeks off of weights for the stem cells because my doctor just said, please, just take some time off. And uh, I ideally would have liked to have taken even longer off, probably closer to six weeks, but I do have a, a wrestling match on the 25th and going to, to Asia on the 9th, so he was all right with three weeks. It's better than nothing and uh, nothing remotely physical, just cardio and stretching. But you got to, if you have something that's bothering you, you sometimes, as far as weightlifting and stuff goes, if it's not outside of your job, and just quit hurting yourself. Take the time off. Somebody sent me a message and said, actually... It was on one of my posts, I think. Like, does it, like, do anything to you psychologically to take time off? And, you know, I walk around, I'm just, I'm 285, 286 pounds. It's been a couple of weeks since I've touched a weight. It's not, I don't feel as good, but just because I like lifting. I like lifting the endorphins that it releases and everything and and whatnot. It just feels good to, to feel, have a little bit of a pump at all times. And you feel a little flat when you don't work out after a week or two. And, uh... But for me, it's always been more mental. I think it's, you are who you are because of your brain. And in the attitude that you carry about yourself is the most important thing. And sometimes it, we get too caught up on the physical aspect. Um, but but the physical aspect is very, very small in the grand scheme of things. Um, it, to that effect, though, it's yes, it still does play a role a little bit when you look in the mirror and maybe you see my traps aren't as big this week. But really, I've learned I'm at the point I'm 36 years old, it doesn't mean shit. It, it's just more of a, a personal preference. You like looking in the mirror and looking a certain way and, and whatnot because you've, you've grown accustomed to it. But I also have grown accustomed to fucking being hurt, and I don't want to hurt anymore. So I, I've, there's certain trade-offs you got to make, and there's uh, I've learned to just fucking chill out and uh, just let your body rest. So if you're hurt, quit fucking hurting yourself. Give yourself time off, ample time off. It's not easy. It's not easy for any of us. But sometimes you just got to do what needs to be done. And that's my tips of the week, J.D.
1: Well, it's it's an ego thing, too. And I mean, I'll Absolutely. raise my hand right now and say that I was guilty of it at one point, too, because once you look a certain way, like you just said, you're accustomed to seeing a certain image in the mirror and you want to do anything you can to maintain it. So, you know, I can remember so many times, you know, putting on my shoes thinking like, Jesus, I should be going to the gym today. Like something is just wrong. And it's like, well, I'll figure it out and I'll do a workaround or, you know, but really, you know, did that one workout make a difference no but at the time you're telling yourself like well if i make excuses and skip one workout then i'll skip another workout and it's going to be bad habits and blah 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 and it's but it's not you're not thinking logically you're thinking more from the ego standpoint and that's just something i think for a lot of us it comes with age you know you get older and you get wiser yep and you just you get you get smarter too you just you straight up learn that sometimes you need some rest. And, you know, the body grows and, and all kinds of stuff when it's resting. Not everything, you know, It's you don't grow in the gym. You know, that's just where you tear yourself down and then you grow afterwards. But, you know, you get, to, you, get, a, look. You, get
0: you can get a good pump in the gym, though, which makes you feel like yeah. you're growing. Just so people that feel yeah. like, no, I swear I see my arms getting bigger. It's, that's the blood flow of the pump.
1: Yeah, and then it subsides, you know, an hour or two later, and, and, you know, it is what it is. But if you want to look good for a longer period of time, you know, you'll see a guy in his 70s who's been working out for 40 years, and it's like, yeah, well, I never stopped working out. True, but I guarantee you if you ask him did he take time off when he was hurt, he did. Yeah. Because otherwise, to accumulate injuries – and or accumulate wear and tear to where you can't work out physically, you can't, and then you cannot look the way you want to look because it's damn near, you know, impossible to do certain movements or whatnot. I mean, like, when if you if you ruin your elbows, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna have elbow replacements? You know, you yeah. think about how much you use your elbows in the gym, right? Like so it's just any small joints like that can be worn out. I mean look at all the uh you know there's a lot of power lifters and other people who you know their their main exercise is squatting and they get older and it's you know hip replacements and and you know what i mean and then it's never the same after that
0: no once it goes and it goes to a level where you can't regenerate it it's gone so yeah we don't live in the period where we could replace everything yet and eventually they will be able to and whatnot stem cells to the like my shoulder I think uh eventually they're going to be able to just put the cartilage in there or put the traces of cartilage with the stem cells where it makes it grows and connects everywhere which this technique they're about to do where they inject it into my bone is to help it grow from underneath essentially and on top and uh but again I my shoulder is not an issue for me. my back is my main concern which is it's Again, the best it's been, but take time off, guys. Give your body a rest and uh just listen to it because it's once it's gone, it's gone. Which is why I'm extremely grateful to be in the position I'm in to have a second chance here of uh with all this. Cause if I if this was another period, any other period, um back fusion and I would have been done. If if four or five of my discs would have had to have been fused, I would have been done. There, like there's no questions. It's so it's, uh, so sadly for all those fucking people that hate me, you're going to have to just get used to the big guy fucking being around and being on top. Ah, uh, with that said, JD, anything you would like to go ahead and plug? And before you do, I think I'd like to go ahead and bring back the song of the week every week. I, uh, I miss having that in the show during the plugs. I think that's the only thing that makes the plugs tolerable is having the song of the week. Not for you so much, more for me, because i got a page full of plugs. (laughs) (laughs) You laugh because it's true. Uh, Africa by Weezer. I've been listening to this nonstop. So, Editor Mike, if we can go ahead and plug uh, Africa by Weezer in, I would appreciate it. And go. All right, J.D., what, what do you have to plug this week?
1: Just the usual. I'm not really selling anything except the coolest, sweetest, most customizable weight belts on the planet.
0: Hey, how do w- your weight belts w- compare to everybody else? The other... How do they... In what way? Your weight belts are superior to everybody else is what I'm saying. I know this because I've seen the competitors.
1: They're they- superior they don't in the aspect of- Well, they're-, they're superior in the aspect of the ability to customize them. I have more options than anybody else. I mean, when it comes to the material itself, like the type of leather, there is only so many levels of quality. And, I mean, I use the highest quality. A couple other people use the highest quality. So, I mean, that is what it is. But in terms of making it how you want it, you know, like I just brought in carbon fiber, Ooh. put on the belts, all this other stuff. It's just... Last I want... 50 60 70 different options and nobody else offers what i offer so that's and my prices are uh i believe better than my competitors so that's where i think that i have you're my lead. man you
0: were the official i was wearing the weight belt outside of i mean hogan and all the guys before me clearly beat me on the weight belts but i'm talking about for this generation i brought back the fucking weight belts and uh you were the guy that has made all of them for me Question on this: Stagecoach Coach Boots used to do. I don't even know if they're in business anymore because I have a, a, a two or three pairs of their boots with the shark skin on the heel and toe. Can you do shark skin weight belts?
1: I myself own a pair of uh, Stagecoach wrestling boots. Paid five hundred fucking dollars for those guys. Uh, they're not yeah, cheap. Shark skin no, they weren't. No. Um, yeah, I can put shark skin on. Is that... How would
0: you acquire the shark skin? Sorry, we're making the plugs a little different this week. I'm just
1: highly interested now in a shark skin weight belt. I have two different uh, leather suppliers, I would imagine. Because I used to see Stingray. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be able... able, Yeah, I wouldn't be able to put that on the belt because the pieces were pretty small. Yeah. But, um long as there was a piece big enough i mean shark skin should be so i mean i could just look around and probably find it somewhere yeah
0: i have a fear of the water but i don't have a fear of wearing it the uh put some teeth on the back (laughs) Uh, all right sorry continue with your plugs i didn't mean to interrupt
1: you will not find shark skin at the moment, but you'll find just about everything else at www.IronAttitudeBelts.com. Or, for the most updated activity, check out my Instagram, at IronAttitudeJD. And if you have any questions, any concerns, or you just want to say hello, you can slide on into my DMs (laughs) as long as you don't say that you're sliding into my DMs and I will happily uh, return your message. Bunch of dudes to say they're sliding into your DMs. I did have a guy one time tell me straight up he he commented on a picture and he's like alright my man I'm going to slide into your DM and it was the first time that I had ever heard that phrase so literally I shut out fucking Instagram and went straight to Google and I'm like slide into DM." What the fuck? You know, and it was like, you know, I can't remember the description that came up, but it was like, you know, sexual suggestion for leaving a message in one's direct messages, and I'm like, wait, is this guy wanting to buy a belt? Or is this guy (laughs) like like hitting on you? Wants me to hit him with a belt or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. He was coming to Tampa. And He's an entrepreneur, and uh, he was just like, man, we should grab a coffee. And I said, of course, just we, we can collab- collaborate and shit. I'm like, okay, cool. And then he's like, all right, man, well, I'll slide into your DM and, and give you my number. And then hey, bro, like, you want to fuck? Pump <laughs> the brakes there, my friend.
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <clears throat> all right, and with that, all fan mail, anything. Feed Me More Nutrition, please send to P.O. Box 752740 Las Vegas, Nevada 89136
1: All Amazon merchandise Hold on a sec, does that count as sliding into your mailbox?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Old school, yes. Old school. Send me a letter with pictures. Women, preferably. Uh, only the male ones will really the The, uh... All right. <laughs> Oh, Feed Me More Nutrition and uh, Feed Me More, the big guy Ryback, everything, Amazon merch uh, under Feed Me More, Feed Me More Nutrition. Available on Amazon. Feed Me More Nutrition on FeedMeMore.com. Check out the new FeedMeMore.com site. Let me know your feedback on anything, on how how you are enjoying it, liking it, the checkout process. Any concerns or comments, please shoot them my way via social media. Also available on Amazon and eBay in Las Vegas at Wise Chiropractic. For personal video shout-outs from myself, please go to cameo.com slash thebigguyryback. Wake Up It's Feeding Time, My motivational book available on Amazon in paperback, audible, and Kindle formats, pro wrestling bookings, book the big guy at yahoo.com or Bill Barrons at showbiz, that's S-H-O-W-B-I-S at AOL.com. Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service, save 15% with discount code thebigguy at fuelmeals.com. Follow us on social media at CWTVG and at Ryback22 on Twitter, at Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook, at thebigguyryback22 and at Feed Me More Nutrition on Instagram, Ryback247 on Snapchat, and the official YouTube channel for this show and different independent matches of myself, youtube.com slash channel. You guys have just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Feed me more.